Welcome to Crossbound Ministries, where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word? You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the cross requires cling to the What does true faith look like? What does true faith look like? If you're open your Bible with me to James chapter 2 and verse 20, we're going to start there today and we're going to look at what true faith looks like. Amen. So James chapter 2 and verse 20, the Bible says, But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Notice he says vain man. That's a, that's a man void of any real value. That's what it is. It's not enough to just believe in the existence of God. Did you know that even the devils believe in the existence of God and they shudder and they quake at the thought of their eventual punishment in a place called hell? See, they too know that there is a one true living God, but there is no way of salvation for them. They have no way of being redeemed, but we do God loved us enough to send his son to die on the cross that we may be born again, that we can escape the fires of hell, the penalty of sin, and go to heaven to be with the Lord forever. Amen. Listen, when a person truly believes on the Lord, it involves a commitment of the spirit, soul, and body. In other words, everything about that person commits himself to the Lord, and it will produce a changed life. You will see a difference. And let me tell you, if there's not a changed life, you better stop and you better ask God to reveal it to you. What is going on? Why don't I have a new desire? Why is my life not changing? Because it very may it very may well be that you never truly you got born again. You may have asked God to save you, but deep down in your heart you wanted to save you on his on your terms. But God doesn't work that way. If you get saved, it's going to be on his terms, his way. Amen. You see, faith apart from works is head belief and therefore is a dead belief. You may know all kinds of scripture in the Bible. Did you know Satan can quote all kinds of scripture? So just quoting scripture doesn't really mean much. But when you can quote scripture and you have that faith to believe it and live it out in your life, it means everything. 
because you say what you think, but you live what you believe. You believe a fire's hot and you're not going to put your hand in it to get burnt, right? Why? Because you know what's going to happen. And when you trust God, you know what's going to happen. Let's look at the next verse. James chapter 2 and verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son up unto the altar? Now the story of Isaac starts in Genesis chapter 18. God appeared to Abraham as a theophany. And that's where God himself appears to someone. The appearance of that God himself made as he came to men as a divine messenger, and that's called a theophany. Often God appeared as the angel of the Lord. Why? To tell him what he was going to do, to tell him what God was going to bring in his life. You see, in Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, Abraham is justified by faith. This is what it says, And he believed in the Lord, and he counted to him for righteousness. That was his faith. He believed in the Lord, and it was counted to him for righteousness. He believed it. When when God said, You're going to have a son, he believed it. But his wife, Sarah, she laughed within herself and said, "Will Will I bear a child in my old age? Now, they were old. They were in their 90s. And here's God, here comes God and says, you're going to have a son and bring forth great nations. And Sarah laughed within herself. And when God had confronted her and said, Why, why'd you laugh? And Sarah said, I didn't laugh. God said, oh, yes, you did. So if you ever wonder, does God know what I'm thinking? Absolutely. There's your proof. God knows everything about you. Even if you laugh inside your heart, God can see it. In Genesis 22, we find Abraham offering up his son. It is then, it is then he was justified by works. You see, in Genesis 15, he had faith. But in Genesis 22, he put his faith to work. And he was going to do what God told him to do. And that's when he was justified by works. Abraham demonstrated that it was a genuine faith by his willing to offer up Isaac. Now, Isaac was the promised child of God. And now his family was loved. He was loved by his family. He was the most dearest thing that Abraham had in his whole life. And here God comes to Abraham and says, I want you to offer up your son, Isaac. So Abraham gets two of his servants, and they load up the wood and the altar and everything that they needed. And they they travel up into the mountains. And his son Isaac said, I see the wood. I see everything else. But where is the lamb? Where is the sacrifice? And Abraham told his son, My son, the Lord shall provide himself a sacrifice. That is a perfect picture of Jesus Christ. God himself provided himself a lamb of God, that is Jesus Christ, to take away the sins of the world. 
Abraham took Isaac up, laid him on the altar, raised his hand with a knife in it because God told him to slay his only son, his son. And right then, an angel of the Lord appeared and said, Hold up, Abraham, stop right there. Abraham had proved how much faith he had in his heart that he was willing to sacrifice the thing in his life that was most important to him, and that was his son Isaac. You see, I believe Abraham knew because God had promised Abraham that his son Isaac will bring forth many nations. And Abraham believed that even if I take my own son's life, as God is telling me to do, God has the power to raise him up again. Amen? Abraham believed that by faith. And his works showed it that he was willing to obey God at all costs, even at the price of his own son. You see, it was at that moment the angel of the Lord told Abraham, hold up, don't do it, that there was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. God had provided himself a sacrifice. They went and got the ram and they sacrificed it. Amen? Abraham had showed true faith. I can say, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know that I'd have that much faith as God had told me to offer up my son on an altar. I don't know that I would do that. I don't know that I could do that. But Abraham had faith beyond measure, and he put his faith to work. I've often said that if you have real faith, faith will be tied to your feet. In other words, you won't sit on the couch and just say, I have faith. You will be working for the Lord. You will be doing something for the Lord, whether it's involved in a Sunday school class, involved in church, uh, out witnessing, passing out tracts, preaching, whatever it is. You will be doing something. Real faith is tied to your feet. Amen? And I ask you, what are you doing in real faith in your life? What has God showed you that you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is what God has called me to do? Because if you're here today and you're saved, He has called each and every one of us to something. The Bible likens us as to a body, the body of Christ, the church is. You have some index fingers and some thumbs and some toes, and some may be an ear and some may be an eye. But God has given each of us an individual thing to do. And if you don't know what that is, I beg you to get on your face and ask God, Lord, show me, because there is nothing apart from doing what God has called you to do that brings true joy, contentment, and happiness. Amen? I understand you might have to work, and that's okay. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It would set the world on fire if everybody that was in church... You don't have to be a preacher or a missionary. No, I'm talking about all the normal Christians that go to work every day. If they would be a true, bold witness for the Lord Jesus Christ in their workplace, we could turn this nation, this country, this world back around for God. Amen. Step out in faith. Be bold. Do what God has called you to do. Let's look at our next verse, James chapter 2 and verse 22. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? 
and by works was faith made perfect. In other words, because of his works, because of what his hands has done, it shows what his faith truly is. Now, hold up. Let's clarify here. You cannot work for your salvation. You might join a church. You might go every Sunday. You might tithe religiously. You might give a lot. You might do a lot of wonderful things. You might build an orphanage or build a hospital or save the poor and and save the sick. But listen, if you have never truly been born again, none of that, none of that will help you at the judgment before God. Because listen to me, there is a lot of really good people in hell. They've done a lot of really great things for their country, for their people, for, for everybody else. But they never truly got born again. The Bible says that there is a place called hell. And that hell hath enlarged itself. It is never Fool, And I know we don't like to think of that. We don't like to think of somebody that's truly, really good winding up in hell. But see, our definition of good and God's definition of good are two totally different things. We think they're a good person. The Bible says there is none. The Bible says we are all sinners. Not, not one. Not one. But all. We are all sinners sinners. So what we think is a good person, you see, God can see the thoughts and intents of their heart. Amen. So you make sure that you have been born again, that you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. James chapter two and verse 23, our next verse. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham, believe God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Because Abraham offered up his son Isaac, and he obeyed what God told him to do, the Bible says that it was imputed unto him for righteousness. You want God, you want to be righteous in the eyes of God? Then do what God has called you to do, what he has showed you to do. And the last part of that verse is amazing. Don't each and every one of us want to be called that what God called Abraham. And he was called the friend of God. That's a good title to have, ladies and gentlemen. And it was because of his faith and because of his works that he did because of his faith. The Bible says that he was righteous and he was called the friend of God. Our next verse, James chapter 2 and verse 24. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only? You see, there is something about works. God does look at those works. You can't have true faith without having works with it. Because when you truly believe who God truly is and what God truly says and what God has called you to do, It's going to cause your feet to move forward for the Lord and do something for God. Oh, it may be you may be a prayer warrior. 
You're not going to be, not all of us are going to be the same. Do not judge yourself by what everybody else is doing. Some are called to work on a bus route. Some are called to teach Sunday school. Some are called to preach. Some are just called to be faithful to church and faithful to tithe and work a job their whole life. But listen, when you are where you know God wants you to be, it gives you true joy, contentment, and happiness. Amen? And listen, that is what God is going to judge you by, what he has given you to do, not what he's given brother so-and-so, not what he's given sister so-and-so, but he's going to judge you by what he told you to do, not what they're doing. So make sure you know that. Don't judge yourself by others, and don't worry about others judging you. You keep yourself right with the Lord. Amen? Look with me now in the next verse. James chapter 2 and verse 25. Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? If you, know, if you don't know the story of Rahab, in Joshua chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. You see, the Israelites had come out of Egypt. They, they had crossed the Jordan. They, they had came to the city of Jericho. This was the promised land that God had promised them, but there was people there. And so Joshua sent two men into spy and to see what was going on in that city. And this is the city that had the walls around it. And verse 3 tells you of Joshua, Joshua chapter 2 and verse 3, and the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab. So Rahab, the harlot, is hiding these spies in her home. What a chance she took but she took these spies and she lodged them in her house to hide them, to save their life, in other words. And it tells us in Joshua 2.3, And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all that country. You see, when Rahab took them into her house, she didn't just risk a little something. No, she risked everything. She could have been killed herself. The king is coming to the harlot's house, sent word that, hey, those men you're lodging, you send them here. They're here as spies. So listen to me. Rahab risked it all to hide these two spies. Why? Because she had heard what God was doing. If you skip down to Joshua 2, 9, and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of that land faint because of you. She had heard what God was doing. She had heard how God was working in the Israelites' life, and how God had parted the sea. And it tells you that in verse 10, for we have heard how that the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion and Og, and whom ye utterly destroyed. And now they're here 
Rahab knew that these are the people, these are God's people, and she's hiding them in her house, and here the king comes and says, I know they're there, you send them to me. And you know that Rahab the harlot lied to him and said, no, they've winced, they left, I think they went out the gates, you better send somebody after them. And the king did, he sent out people looking for those two spies. But Rahab had hid them on her roof. They were hidden. She took great chances to save their life. Why? Because she believed God. And verse 11 tells you, And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you, the Lord your God. He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Rahab had heard what the Lord had done before in the lives of the Israelites, and she knew that, hey, they are here now. And she knew that God had already given them the city. And let me just say something here. Here's the Israelites. They're not mighty soldiers. They're not mighty warriors. And the city Jericho had walls all around it. And the Bible talks about, if you look in uh, Joshua chapter 6 and verse 2, And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho. And this is how he describes them. And the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. These are mighty men of valor in this city. But yet the humble Israelites, God was going, you know why? Because God was fighting their battle. You listen to me. You let God fight your battle for you. And when God fights your battle for you, it doesn't matter who you're fighting. God can handle it. And Rahab the harlot, she hid these messengers and the spies went out and she let these spies out by a red scarlet rope. You see, she lived on the side of the wall and she let them out of the window and there they went. But she also told them, because I have been kind to thee, when you come, when you come, be kind to us, my family, my father. And they told her, when we come, you take that same red scarlet rope and you let it be known, you let it see, you hang it out the window set. We know that is you. And this is what verse 25 of Joshua says. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive and her father, her household, and all that she had. And she dwelleth in the land of Israel, even unto this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Because of her faith, because of the actions of her faith, it saved her, it saved her family, her father-in-law, her mother, her brother, everything that they had. Because you listen to me. When they went in there, they didn't just kill all the people. No, when they took over the, the city, the Israelites went in and they killed all the people. They killed all the ox, all the old people, all the sheep, everything, the Bible says. With the edge of the sword, they left nothing except Rahab and her family. And it was because of her faith, because of the works that she did in her faith. And here Rahab is, she was a harlot. She was a whore. She was a one of the night. She showed her body. But God used this woman. God can use anybody. It is not for us to judge who God uses. Because listen to me, Rahab the harlot, God saw fit to put her in the hall of faith. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31, by faith the harlot Rahab perished, not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies within peace. 
listen to me, Christian, make sure your faith is followed up with works like Abraham and Rahab. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning into Crossbound Ministry Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $25 or more, we will send you a copy of Ray Comfort's book, Nothing Created Everything. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook or visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a woman in need of help with with your pregnancy, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There's locations in Inverness and Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507 and Bruce Kaufman Construction providing all your home building needs, 352-400-0230. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida, 352 352- Two four seven nine two zero zero. That's three five two two four seven nine two zero zero.